Well, here we are again, Mark. Another episode of Live Business Stories. And today we have a terrific story to tell and we're really pleased to be here with Mandy Lovett who owns the Eye Gallery in, or two stores in Geelong, one in Highton and one down, a new one down in Armstrong Creek. So welcome Mandy and I look forward to hearing your story today. And it's great Bill, we've had uh, a, a couple of uh, interesting guests over the last, uh, last couple of weeks and um, Walking into Mandy's lovely spot in the eye gallery up here at Highton is fantastic. A really nice ambience. As soon as you walk in, you feel very welcoming. So, and Mandy's got a lovely smile on her face. So, over to you, Mandy. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark and Bill. Uh, nice to have you in the store and in my office at the back. Not quite as nice as the store at the front. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, but this is the working area. That's, That's what right. it's all about. And uh, thank you for um, listening to my story. So happy to talk about a whole lot of things and what's happened over the journey. All right, well, we'll start off with how did you get into this type of business, into the eyewear business? Yeah, that is a good question because uh, as a kid, I always loved colour and fabrics. And uh, I started sewing and my mother was a sewer and I sewed everything. So um, I, when I came to Australia, I actually did a course at the Gordon, studied fashion design. And um, in the days that I was growing up, my parents said, there's no work in fashion, you know, you've got to work in the bank. And uh, my mum worked in the bank and I worked in the bank and that was my job, but my passion was sewing. And so I did fashion design and then I tried to get into f- the fashion industry. Um, by this time, I was, by this time I was nearly 40 and because um, I'd been working in banking and insurance or before that. Uh, and I got this job in fashion eyewear and all my Christmases had come at once. I just couldn't believe that here I was working with all the brands, you know, all the designer brands and fashion. And so then I went and studied optics. So that's basically the start. <laughs> well, that's good. And I noticed that you actually, you have, you moved to Australia from South Africa. What was that all about? Yes, that's right. Well, you see, my parents were British and I grew up in different parts of Africa, in Kenya and Tanzania and South Africa. And um, when the uprising started, I was 21 and I just, I was actually saving to go overseas to meet all my relatives in England. And I just happened to meet an Australian in Johannesburg. And my dad had a hotel in Johannesburg where all the backpackers used to stay. And I met this Australian and he was from Geelong. So... We met up again in England and then he invited me to Australia. So I arrived here in 1977, <laughs> a long time ago now, but this is my home. That's that's fantastic story. And, and do you still have relatives and family in South Africa? or? No, not anymore. They've all left and gone back to England. Uh, so dad left first and then mum left later. Um, you know, she believed that it was going to improve and it never did. And so they lost financially and then went and started up again. You know, my parents actually divorced and dad went down to Cornwall where he came from and mum went to the north of England where she was from and she had to go to work in her 60s and I thought that was tough really. Um, But look, she worked up until she was 74, so quite an amazing woman, really. (laughs) So when was the first premises that you opened yourself? 
Um, so when I I actually worked for another company here in Geelong for 13 years and I wanted to do things a bit differently and I couldn't working for someone else. I did offer lots of ideas but they didn't like my ideas. So I decided it was time to do it my way. And so that was 15 years ago. I started my own business in West Geelong. Um, and in hindsight, there's so many things that you learn along the way that you realise, oh, I could have done this or I could have done that. Um, I took on some premises that were around the corner off Packington Street and I was forever telling people <coughs> uh, how to find my shop. And But most of my clients were coming from Highton, so uh, I decided that I needed to move to Highton. But it coincided with the gentleman that owned the business here in Highton was retiring, so I actually bought his business and moved my business over here. Oh, perfect. That's good, Mark, because I think you've heard me say before, you've got to fish where the fish are. And what you're saying, they're, they're over this side of the river. Is That's that right? right, absolutely, yeah. yes. So... Um, tell me, uh, I just mentioned to you that I was going to have some eye surgery done soon. Why should I come to your business to look for new glasses when I'm in that market? Yes, I think it's more than just glasses. Um, mm. One of the most important things is uh, seeing the optometrist and we work very closely with our optometrist. So I'm actually an optical dispenser. So my training has all been with optical dispensing or in the old days we would be called an optician. Um, so I don't do the eye test. Uh, I do the making of the glasses. So you could almost say like the optometrist is the doctor and I'm the pharmacist. Um, so I s solve the problem. So you go and see the optometrist to work out what the problem is and I'm the one that will solve it with lenses and frames to fit and take the measurements to suit your prescription. So you've got your optometrist on site, Mandy? Yes, yes, we do. We have uh, four optometrists that all work around each other because uh, basically I started the business uh, employing uh, women that worked, um, that wanted to get back into the workforce after having children and um, it, it was really hard to get back into the workforce after having children. And uh, so it grew from there. But I've got two men that work with us as well. Um, it's all right. We're not that scary. <laughs> 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 and, um, well, they, we've been going – we've been working together for quite a long time now. But um, everyone has other things that they're interested in as well. They have their family life. They have their other career or interests going on. Um, one of our optometrists is head of uh, clinical studies at Deakin University. Uh, so she's in optometry there So and she chooses to work with us, which is wonderful. Um, we have another gentleman who uh, works the share market and works with us part-time. And then we've got uh, Gina, who's she's, – she's from Egypt, actually. She's absolutely fabulous, lovely character. And uh, she has a young child at school. So – and then Andrew, who's only just joined us, um, he, they've just had a baby. So we've got quite a mix of people, but they're all working around lifestyle and their husbands' and wives' careers and so forth. So it – fits in because if anyone goes on holiday we've always got someone else to replace them have to commend you with that because so many businesses don't make the adjustments to suit the various people they want they sort of have this i need somebody to be here 38 hours a week that's it that's what i want 
as opposed to you're the right person, now how do I work with you to make it work for both that's of us? That's right. Mm. That's actually gone across the board even with our dispensers because um, the dispensers, I've got uh, four dispensers and I'm the fifth one, um, but three of them have a day off during the week. So that's that means I'm short one person three days a week. So I work those three days, you see. Um, it's I'm finding it more difficult now because as the business has grown and got busier, I need to work more on the business rather than in the business. And so now I've also got the Armstrong Creek business, which is new. So I'm juggling the extra person <laughs> um, from there to fill in for Heighton as well. So, And we've had so many people off with COVID, flu, uh, personal reasons with like death or um, things that have happened that this has been this year has been the most challenging so far. Yeah, it is challenging for everybody. That's what I'm finding with my clients. Um, now, just talking about your business over the last since I guess 2019 and then COVID came along, you uh, you've actually survived COVID, which was interesting because you couldn't really have people in the store during that COVID lockdown. But you also had another store in central Geelong and you've closed that store and you've taken a bold move and a hopefully a very successful move and opened another store in Armstrong Creek. So just tell us a bit about your COVID period. Yes, well, that certainly was challenging. Um, I started, I bought Frank Dennehy's practice in Mallop Street the end of 2018, he'd passed away and he was well known in Geelong and he had a, a following of people and I knew him personally as well as through the business. And so I decided that it was an opportunity to step in where there was all the new government departments developing like WorkSafe, NDIS, TAC, Deakin University and the new council officers and I thought this is just going to be wonderful. And then 2019, the council was still finishing off the pavement um, outside NDIS and WorkSafe. Uh, so we had issues with parking and all the roadworks. Um, anyway, we got through that. <laughs> and then 2020, um, well, we had COVID, but that wasn't the problem exactly. It was uh, Bow and Water decided to lift the whole pavement again and put in all new piping and so forth. And that was another year of pavement works. And then in 2021, uh, the council or state government decided to lift the pavement again to do uh, the green spine. So that was three years of interruption to all the businesses there and it was all to do with one pavement. Um, it's still not finished because there's the other side of the road still to go. So I just feel um, a little bit upset with what happened. Um, so I actually call it COVID and council. Right. 
two C's. <laughs> yes. So you closed that store? I closed yeah. that store. I mean, I did ask the landlord if I could extend it for six months and he said no in the hope that I'd probably stay on. But um, I just decided, no, that was it. I'm not going to do another three years. And so it just meant closing everything up and uh, starting afresh in Armstrong Creek. So that actually involved another outlay of money uh, because Armstrong Creek is a new area and, of course, I had bigger premises and I needed to set everything up and I decided to go for new equipment and so it was an upgrade. Yes, so and that opened in January this year. So basically we finished um, Mallop Street last year in um, August and we opened in January in Armstrong Creek. So that is being a new area. It's a little bit slower, but um, Armstrong Creek at the moment is all about health and food. So they've got doctors, physios, dental, uh, optical, uh, the gym, and then they've got all the food outlets you can imagine. They've got Tom's Marketplace, Coles, obviously, the butcher, um, the... Uh, the Indian supermarket, uh, so there's it's all food and health. So it's a calculated investment in the future. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And, and talking about, I guess, competition, you're up against some real big elephants in uh, in the area of eye care. Yes. So, yeah. you know, where do you sit with that and does that phase you when you know that the, the big ones are really hammering out there, have got the dollars behind them, and uh, and they're doing a lot of business. So they what's are, your strategy absolutely. to overcome that? Um, well, a lot of the big businesses carry um, products that they own. Mm-hmm. So they have them made, they buy the brands. Uh, so the ones that I carry are also well-known brands, but they're not owned by the big companies. So they're independents. Um I am part of a buying group, so I deal with a lot of small businesses all around Australia, really, but part of this buying group so that we can get a better price for our products. Um, So we are carrying beautiful designer eyewear, but just not the ones that are owned by the big companies. Um, The other thing is that I actually believe in being independent. I'm not a small business that carries the brands from the big products, uh, the big companies. Some small businesses will still buy their product from those big companies. Um, so I'm really one of the rare true independents. Um, and I think that is a point of difference. Um, I've actually, in 2020, I designed my own eyewear range um, made in South Australia. Um, I haven't actually been able to take it much further yet. We've pretty much sold what I made, um, but I need more time. <laughs> so I want mine Australian-made, Australian frames and Australian lenses. Uh, so that is something that I want to go further with, but I uh, need to find the time. And, and do you see yourself doing more of that, Mandy, doing your own designs? Oh, the designing would just be fantastic. Because, that's your passion. yes, it gets back to colour and... And style and design, yes, absolutely. And what's stopping yes. you? Yes. Um, well, it's staffing. <laughs> you know, staffing is one of the issues, as I said, with uh, COVID and so forth. When you get the flu now, you don't come to work. Mm. When you get the hint of a cold, you don't come to work. 
So that is quite challenging. Um, so that's why I have to be ready to step in at any time. Um, my time off is spent with grandchildren, I've got to say. It just happened all of a sudden. Seven years ago, I've got eight grandchildren and they're all seven years and down to baby. Um, and so my weekends are spent with them. So, you know, the designing has to wait. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about Mandy the person and find out a bit more about you personally and what you do outside of work, but I've just found out the answer to what you <laughs> yes, do. Yes, yes. Because even... Mark was in my office before and uh, there's one of my grandchildren there at school holidays uh, and mum's working and one's at at holiday camp and it's just the way it is, isn't it? Yes. But tell us a bit about Mandy the person. Uh, Well, I suppose that's a bit of a a long story in a way. Um, I suppose starting off in Africa, I grew up with, uh, we had nannies and and my parents worked, and uh, and then I went to boarding school. In fact, I was just recently telling my grandchildren about boarding school, and they couldn't understand it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so I learned to be independent at a, a young age, and uh, because of the uprising in South Africa, I had made up my mind that I was leaving, and my plan was to go to England, And but then I met an Australian and came to Australia, and... Um, I was like any new Australian, you know, I happened to speak English. I had a bit of a different accent at that stage and um, I found it hard to get work at first but I did eventually get work and settled in and and Geelong has become my home and I had two children, uh, did up houses and uh, sold houses with my husband, um, still travelled over to see my family every now and then, not too often in those days but... As time went by, it became a bit more financially easier to do. Um, my husband and myself actually separated because we had different directions to go into. And um, <coughs> funnily enough, during COVID, uh, we've got back to being really good friends. Um, but we are still separate. Um, but we do support each other in lots of ways. We, we have those common interests with grandchildren and with houses and gardens and so we've still got that strong friendship with all those interests so the last three uh, three years actually has been quite interesting because I didn't think that my life would be like this but yes I do I love gardening I love producing fruit and vegetables particularly for the grandkids I want them to be able to pick something out of the garden that's very good that's very good and where do you see your business going Mandy what's what's your long-term vision five years time if we're sitting and chatting to you again five stores spread across Geelong well there is that possibility um you know I did think about when I did the Armstrong Creek one I decided to changed my image with the business and went through rebranding. And I have thought about how to go about it. Um, It is actually quite a big, stressful thing to do. And we did it quite quickly. And I'm just looking at staffing issues. I'm not sure exactly where my direction will be because... Uh, I personally want to step out of working full-time. I have actually cut back a bit. Um, And I want to spend the time with the grandkids and actually designing. So uh, I'll I'll see how it goes. Uh, I've got people interested in buying into the business. 
Now, if that's a possibility, I would love that because it just means that I could continue doing what I do but maybe share some of it with other staff members or other people. Well, you are a sole trader or a sole trader family business Uh, and most – in my work in family business, not many have real succession plans. So if you walked out tomorrow and unfortunately the the bus came along and uh, you didn't see it, what happens to your business? And this is a question that Mm. most small business owners can't answer. What do you think the answer to that is? Well, uh, well, I've set things up with my lawyer mm. that um, that there is power of attorney to sort things out. Um, but the thing is that I am actually in discussions with um, a bigger business mm. about the future. Um, I have actually had them on the back burner for a few years and <laughs> that's still going on mm. um, because the thing is... That is an option. Yeah, but it's on your mind and you're starting to do something about it. That's the important thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and often in my past experience again and in my own family, my father's business, is that issue was never addressed and no one ever had those conversations. And I've got two or three businesses I've been working closely with over the years where the owner or the founder died unexpectedly and no one knew what to do. So, yeah, it's as long as you're aware of it, you've got the thought process in, 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 you know, in mind and that you're having the conversations, that's really what all more privately owned business should be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Actually, it's one of the – when I started my business, I had the, the sale of my business in mind mm. because I thought that it's, it's not just about working for myself forever. Um, I really do want to on-sell it mm. at some stage. So, Mandy, just one couple of other little questions. Uh, driving to work, what do you think about when you're coming to work in the morning? What's going through uh, your mind? I usually listen to the uh, ABC and, and hear what's going on with regards to everything, you know, what's happening on the day. And it can be all sorts of things. At the moment we're talking about treaty and um, what's changing with uh, you know the Aboriginality and um, uh, their future, and uh, I think that's actually something that we all need to look at. Yep. And uh, I rather like that because um, Aboriginal art is so creative and colourful, and I think it touches all of us. I'm a new Australian, like so many others, so it's important for all of us to wake up. That's good. And one final question. Given all your experience and change and um, growth, what's one thought that you would give somebody in a business that they should, from your learnings, what's the one thing you've learned over life in your business life? Um, One thing I would say is perseverance. Keep going. It's The winner is the one that keeps going. It's so easy to step out at any stage and say, look, I've had enough of this, I want to give up, I don't want to do it. Um, but the person that keeps going is the one that wins. Fantastic, Mandy. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you and um, I wish you all success in the future. And I'm sure Armstrong Creek will grow and grow and grow. And before you know it, you'll have a thriving little business again on your on your hands. Bill, anything you'd like to add? No, I just want to thank you, Mandy, for allowing us to come along and hear your story because it's. Uh, I know you've done it all on your own and that's a great achievement 
And when you talk about persistence, it uh, with persistence goes a positive mindset. And I think that's what yeah, absolutely. That's what you've got. That's something that we yeah. haven't even really talked about. That, well, that's maybe for another podcast. Yes. We can do that. So thank you very much and good luck in your store. Thank you very much, Bill and Mark. I appreciate it.